Okay, yogis, hopefully you're tuning into this after listening to the first two episodes, the first being kind of rules and guidelines for goal setting and vision and why we do that, and then the second being a recap of the decade, and now we're going to dive into a recap of our year. So a quote that I love is that history doesn't often repeat itself, mainly it just rhymes, and I think that's so real that, you know, when we don't take the time to evaluate the past to inform the present and future often we keep repeating things and that's just because we haven't brought it into our consciousness so we don't look at the past to dig up the past and try to relive it we use it to inform our present and our future so take a moment to think about where you were a year from right now and think about all the things that have occurred in this year And what I want you to write down is your, first, your three major wins or highlights. So three of like the biggest things that stick out to you as wins or highlights from the last year. So write out those three wins or highlights. And then below that, you're going to write out your three biggest failures. And I think failure gets, you know, a bad name, but... The only way we learn, the only way we transform is through failure. I actually just came back from a CrossFit workout and my God, I was uncomfortable for literally an hour, but I feel I've shifted. Like even in the hour of discomfort, I know I worked through things that I've been avoiding. I built strength. I built resiliency. I let go of my ego a little bit. So that hour of discomfort was actually the space where I really grew. So not that we don't want to win and highlight all the time, but try not to look at your failures with such despondency, but rather that they're all there in service to our growth. And then underneath the three highlights and the three failures, you're going to take a minute, I'd say actually like two minutes, maybe pause this after I explain it and set a timer or put on a song from 2019, um, that uh, you're going to write out this this list and it's going to be in three categories. So you can draw kind of a horizontal line at the page and then write things, experiences, ways of being at the top of that horizontal line and then divide those into columns. So the things is going to be anything, any tangible physical thing that you have acquired or let go of in the last year. Anything of significance, either acquiring or letting go of. Uh, That can be, you know, houses, um, that can be transportation, that can be, um, you know, you finally got that KitchenAid or maybe you gave it away. I just gave my dehydrator away, uh, which was a big, which was a big shift for me. So uh, things given away, sold or acquired. The next column is experiences. This is places you've traveled. This is, you know, job demotions, promotions, changes, moves. Uh, You went skydiving this year. You saw Frozen 2. That was mine. Um, Yeah, any of the experiences that are worth noting under that column. And then the third is ways of being. And ways of being are, maybe this year has been a, a shadow year, if you will. It's been a depressive year. Maybe it's been a year of just like all, all highlights, like joy and bliss and all these things. Um, so any ways of being that you've either maintained or um, embodied, good, bad, right, wrong, neither here nor there, just how you've been this last year. And obviously just ones that are worth noting. 
um, and maybe how they've differed or how they've stayed the same from last year and previous years. So take a moment to fill out that list. And once you've filled out that list, just sit back and read over it and ask yourself if it's a good definition of who you are. So when I look at my list, I feel like I've lived a year a bit in the shadow, and that's a woo-woo new age term for just like, I've been depressed and I've had a difficult year. And, and when I look at it, I realize I've been in the chrysalis. It's been a year of me transforming, and like I said, like the workout, like me being in, in spaces of discomfort in order for me to grow. And it's through that reflection that I can look at it that way, but certainly in the moment I was like, well, this blows. Uh, But now I can really reflect and say, okay, this has been a year of deep transformation and growth. Have I liked it? Nah. (laughs) Have I wished it were a little bit more digestible? Sure. Um, but, But it's the way it is. And so this process can help you reflect on what you want going forward and what you don't want, but also in recognition that, I think I said it in the beginning, that hard doesn't equal bad and easy doesn't equal good. So if you had a great year, it may have still been hard, or if you had a really hard year, it might not be bad. And if even if it is, it can all be in service to something greater and growth and expansion and transformation. So. If you're in my camp, know that um, you know the gray skies can't last forever and they usually mean flowers. So, And if you had a really great year, it doesn't mean it's all gonna come crashing down on you and you, know, you wanna capitalize on those things or uh, maybe there's something, something next on the horizon. So after you look at your list and you consider like, who have I been this year? What kind of year have I had? What kind of things, experiences, ways of being have been a part of me? And is that who I want to be? We are going to write out your values from the last year. So not necessarily like if my parents were to ask me my values, I'd probably give them a much different list than what is uh, professed on the page. So when you review your year, what values have you been living? versus what values do you want to live? So values are critical and I'll probably bring them up in every single episode from here on out because goal setting, going back to this concept of goal setting from the lens of the Bhagavad Gita is that we're not goal setting to achieve everything. You should achieve 50% of your goals. It's not a checklist and it's not an activity in grasping and getting everything you want. And it's an, it's an activity in showing up for who you fully want to be in this world. And so values are actually what set us on the right path. And I'm air quoting right path because, you know, right is relative, but values are what help be the compass for, you know, if I've taken a wrong turn, how to get back on track. Uh, So values should also be like three to five things. So once you look over your list and you write out, you know, what values you are living this year, and then you parallel them with what values you want to be living or you aspire to live, just take a moment to consider that. And what is it going to take for you to embody those values? And maybe you are already embodying those values. How can you maintain those or grow with them you know there's there's loads of ways we can look at it so values you've been living versus values you want to live and if they're the same great 
And now start to think about, um, I think I mentioned in the first episode, like put on some lush lofi. That's my favorite playlist on Spotify for thinking music. But put something on and, and start to reminisce about the, the best days of your year last year. So try to remember an average day first. Like what was the best average day of your year last year? And just contemplate what were you doing? Were you working? What time did you wake up? Who did you spend time with? This shouldn't be anything that's out of the ordinary. It's the ho-hum, but just the best of them. And maybe you can't even remember one. Like I struggle to think of one exactly that's not in my near, near past, but I can remember pieces of the ones where like I woke up and I, you know, got to practice yoga and did my sadhana and then went and, you know, got my strength training in and then had a whole day of creative endeavors. Like I know when I have days like that, I feel my best. And then I'm present as a mother at the end of the day and as a wife and, you know, I'm responsive to my friends and that kind of thing. So I can't personally like pick the exact day, but I have a good idea of what it looked like and when I when I felt that good. So write out your ho-hum average day that you may have hypothetically had or actually had this year and what were all the particulars of that day. And then below that, you are going to write out um, your most extraordinary day from this last year. So maybe you were on a trip somewhere or it was your birthday or whatever. Write out what an extraordinary day looks like, one that you can't repeat all the time but just felt so stinking good. So write all those out because those are going to help us indicate what we're shooting for in in the present and in the next year for, you know, trying to live our best lives. And I want to reiterate that best doesn't always mean easy or good. Sometimes our best day is challenging. Again, I'm worn out right now from a workout or you know, anytime I do a practice here or um, you know my own sadhana, my home practice, it's not easy. I don't feel like incredibly comfortable all the time and I feel so good at the end of it. And there's also function in things that do make us feel really good. Like restorative yoga, I you know, just ignored it for so long because it was so simple. Like just come and rest and be as you are. Like there's also merit in that too. So there's merit in your struggle. There's merit in just sitting and being and best might not look like you winning everything, getting everything. It might look like some discomfort or it also might look like um, just taking a break, just resting for the sake of just being as you are. So just some thoughts there. All right, so once you've written out your two best days, ho-hum day and extraordinary day, then consider what are some patterns that have emerged this year? Have you started biting your nails? Have you started a, a morning routine? Have you started thinking a certain like uh, mantra, like I'm not good enough or I am good enough? Or um, you know, have you noticed a pattern in your relationships? Do you end things abruptly? Do you date people who are total psychopaths? Do you... Um, get in arguments with your spouse or roommate over the same thing? Do you pick at your kids for these same habits? Uh, do you take the same path every day to work even though it's five minutes longer? So really patterns could be anything. And the difficult thing about patterns is if they're deep in our subconscious or unconscious, there's no way we can spot them until they're brought to our forefront. So this is a little bit relative to your experience and your awareness, but just that of which you are aware, what are some patterns that have emerged this year? Thoughts, ways of being, actions, habits. 
Um, and just write all those down. You could just take five minutes, pause this, and just try to free write anything that comes to mind there. Um, and then take a moment once you've gone through that to write out any goals you set for the year. I have my vision board and my goals posted in my house. So you might, you might have that if you did this work with me or anyone else last year, you might just pull that up and audit that and go through and ask yourself, did I do it? And if you can't answer the question, like for a long time I had a goal, I will love my body. And um, I couldn't ever quantify that for years and years and years. And this year I was able to figure out how to quantify that. And it looks like, you know, a certain skincare routine and a certain way of um, eating that causes non-judgment and a certain way of movement practices that causes self-love. And so I'm able to go like, yes, I did love my body this year for maybe the first time ever. Um, so even if it's something abstract, try to look at, do you did you do practices or things that helped you say, yes, I did it or no, I didn't? Uh, because you can only manage what you can what you can measure. So um, while I don't think everything in life is measurable, we can't measure love, we can't measure these you know, more important fundamental things, what we want to try to do is at least get close to measuring them so we, can, so we can audit like, is this working or is it not? So just take a snapshot of all those things, your values, you know, patterns, uh, your best days, your things, experiences, ways of being, and major highlights, major failures. And just take a moment to let all that marinate because the next episode, we're going to dive into present state and then uh, and goal setting. So who you are right now and who you want to be. So yeah, take a moment to digest the last year and be gentle with yourself. I am reading a really interesting book called The Way We Never Were and it's all about nostalgia and we either categorize things with rose-colored glasses or red glasses, meaning like we either make things way dreamier than they were or we make things way more severe than they were. And the human experience vacillates. So if you had the best year ever, um, great. If you had the worst year ever, you know, Pima Chodron says, try the technique of no big deal. Whether it was great or awful, just try to look at them as neutral as possible and try to extract the facts so that when you go into the next year, you can go with you know a, um, a much more broad perspective and not coming at it from a false lens of how you think you felt because ultimately our memory is, is not as dependable as we think. So try to extract the facts, try to look at it as like no big deal, it was what it was and here's what I'm gonna do about it going forward.